something borrowed, something blue. Give us all your juicy news, sensational, irrational. It's Wedding Confessionals. Welcome to another episode of Wedding Confessionals. I'm Brooke. And I'm Pam. And the only thing we love more than weddings is talking shit about weddings. Um, can we talk shit about a specific wedding before we get started? Sure. Um, Pippa got married. She did. Okay. I am going to pull in our guest early because I want her to talk about it because we've already been emailing each other about it. (laughs) So, um, our guest today is our buddy, Lauren Lilly. She is a writer, producer, and director. And, um, she has some thoughts about Pippa. Well, she saw articles about Pippa. She's all over the news. I know this is coming out weeks later, but guys, but I still believe people will give a shit. They will. Right? Absolutely. Sorry. Hi. Say hi. Hi. Lauren. Hello. <laughs> Happy to be here. Welcome. I go we introduce you and then start our own conversation without you. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Anyway. <laughs> people will still care about Pippa. That's like going to be one of the big weddings of the year that people are talking about. Do you? Here's my. Okay. First question. Do you like Pippa? Um, right. I mean, I don't necessarily, I don't, I don't really care about her. I also don't really care about Kate Middleton very much either, which, um, I have some friends who they really care about Kate Middleton. Yeah. I don't really fully understand why they care so much about her. So then Pippa, I'm pretty... I know so that she like, had this... I, you super don't care about Pippa. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> about I mean, Kate. I know that she had this book that she released about party planning that was, was pretty terrible. embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I'm, she, I'm sure she's a nice person. That's kind of the vibe <laughs> I get, is that she's probably very nice, but not really was set up to be this like media mogul and it's like well that's not fair yeah you're not yeah and that's okay she seems nice i did have to google when i was reading about the wedding i kept on seeing all this stuff about how she built a glass marquee mm-hmm. and i was thinking of like theaters where have like yeah you know yeah I was like, I don't understand what this is even talking about. I guess a marquee is just like a big building to have a wedding reception in. Oh. Oh. They built some it, like huge glass built. Translation. All these... Is it like like what you'd have like a garden in like a glass house? I guess so. Is it basically like a fancy version of a tent, which is what we yes. do? Yes. Yes, it's a fancy version of a tent. But all these articles I read were mentioning it like, obviously, you know what a glass marquee is. <laughs> like, obviously. Obviously. But they built it so that they could have this plane fly over it and like show off as part of the reception. You can't just walk outside. Is this a football game? Exactly. (laughs) Walk outside. Yeah. That's like when it's time for fireworks. Everybody goes outside. I say that as if people have, you don't have to have fireworks at your wedding. But if you did, I don't think anyone's expected to be like, stay in your seats. This roof comes off. Here's the fireworks. <laughs> That's so crazy. Pretty crazy. Wait, so I asked her, Pamela, what do you think about Pippa and then Kate? Uh, I think it's fun. I mean, with Pippa, she became a, a, a sensation with her butt. At, oh, my God. At her Kate. butt. Mm-hmm. I mean, that dress was perfect. It was absolutely perfect. So I think for for me, it's like, you know, she's the she's the sister, you know, and she's, 
I don't know. I think it's nice to actually see her have a little of the spotlight when it's all been Kate. Yeah, and I also think that, like, imagine being in her position and you never hear her, like, talk crap about her sister. You know what I mean? Like, usually there's some sort of other family drama and it's like, this girl seems pretty cool. I like them both. I do. I feel like maybe I've just totally been fed into whatever bullshit people have been telling me over the years about these ladies. I'm just like, you know, you could easily be a jerk. You come across as pretty normal. You rewear clothes. I feel like, I don't know. I just feel like I really like these ladies. I don't know. But um, I will say I liked Pippa's dress more than Kate's. Oh, and I had scandalous. I had an intense text with somebody who was like, how dare you? And I was like, yeah, yeah. I'm right. Anyway, but I'm not right. It's all fine. Everyone looks pretty. I liked Kate's dress. But I will say, I do feel like in this day and age to have as ostentatious of a wedding as Pippa just had. What you're saying is Kate. I'm like, she's becoming a fucking princess. (laughs) (laughs) No, Pippa. Yeah. Yeah. Pippa. Like, you know. Yeah. No, it's hard because I think that. I like we were discussing uh, in this article that we read, and we'll link it in the notes, and I'll put it on the Facebook and all that shit. But um, the article was all about the idea that Pippa's wedding was so over the top and elaborate and expensive, and how it almost feels out of touch with even like even kind of wealthier people at this point seem to be having more low key weddings or just they're styled less mm-hmm. to look. But building a whole damn glass house, I mean, damn marquee. Let's get it straight. Listen, I'm American Mar-key. trash. Let's be real. <laughs> <laughs> Did you like Kate's dress as as a bridesmaid? I mean, not really. Not really. No, I thought it was too matronly. I'm like, are you 50? Like, exactly. Sorry. Like, and that's he- kind of rude. It's like you as Kate, as Kate was the bride. She put her sister in this banging dress. Banging. It's like yes. your turn to be a bridesmaid. And you have to look like a school marm. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't a fan of that. The color was too blah. The style, no thank you. Agreed. I'm so glad we talked about this stuff. I was so worried <laughs> that like like when it happened, I was like, I want to talk about the podcast. I don't know if everyone else is going to be like, ugh, Brooke, and nobody wants to discuss this. But we did. But we did. <laughs> this made a dream come true, guys. Yay. Um. So yeah, I was really happy to see all that stuff. But um, I do want to get back to... um. Uh, not Pippa's wedding journey, but, but Lauren. Yes. Lauren's Ooh. wedding journey. So um, we like to kind of introduce our guests to the audience by kind of getting to know who you are as a wedding person. Okay. Um, did you go to a lot of weddings as a kid? What's the earliest you remember going to weddings? Oh, I wasn't expecting that question. <laughs> I don't remember how old I was when I went to my first wedding. I definitely went to a few funerals before I made it to my first wedding. That was just how it went in my family. Yeah. How old were you when you went to your first funeral? Five. Shit. Yeah. My grandmother and then my grandfather when I was in second grade. We had like a little assignment when I was in second grade that like we came back from spring break and they were like, what'd you do over your spring break? And all my classmates were like, I went skiing with my family or I went and did whatever. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. I was like, I went to my grandfather's funeral. (gasps) 
oh <laughs> and the teacher like called my mom and was like uh is she okay my mom was like well i mean that is, is what she did new- over her spring break she went to her grandfather's funeral yeah, it's like impactful you're not wrong i mean yeah i i was so young that it i honestly wasn't distraught over it i was like right. i i went to my grandfather's funeral but it was like a big family ceremony so you remember it clearly. yeah of course yeah yeah but we're just getting getting right into it. So I went to some <laughs> I went to some funerals before I had my first like family wedding. Uh-huh. I don't remember. I was probably maybe like twelve or middle school okay. age okay. when I went to my first wedding. Did Somewhere you like it? There. Did you like it? Um. Yeah, I think that the first wedding that I went to was fine. It was fun. Is a family member? It was one of my cousins. Cousin. Okay. Yeah, but then. I went through quite the slew of weddings as a teenager because all my siblings got married when I was a teenager. How many siblings do you have? I have three siblings and they're all older. Oh, okay. So they were all getting married around the time that I was in high school and in college. So at this high school aged wedding that you went to, that makes it sound like people getting married during high school. (laughs) You're in high school. Your sibling is getting married. Uh What's the name of the person? My brother, Dustin. Dustin. Both of my brothers got married while I was in high school. During those weddings, were you trying to sneak drinks? Was that like your main objective? I wasn't, I actually. Like a teen I, comedy I totally running through my brain. <laughs> no, I, I wouldn't say that I wasn't rebellious as a teenager, but I wasn't into drinking. So that wasn't... Uh, so no champagne trying to slip? No, no. I was, I was pretty good in that regard. But yeah, I went to one brother's wedding when I think I was maybe 15, and then I was 17 for my other brother Brett's wedding. Yeah. Were you a maid of honor or part of the bridal party or any I was of them? a bridesmaid in my in the first one, my brother Dustin's wedding. And then for my other brother's wedding, uh, my brother Brett, they didn't really do um, hit my sister-in-law. His wife has a really large family. She's mm-hmm. the oldest of 11. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> so the that's oldest impressive. of 11. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is she a dugger? she's not but it's a reasonable question um man she must be really good with kids then she is right i mean like Mm -hmm. how could you not be yeah Yeah. the oldest yeah she had to help raise them yeah uh when a new one was born the her mom would kind of pair one off with one of the others of like okay you help take care of this one you're gonna help take care of this one so they didn't have a bridal party because it would have just been too big sure yeah um and um but i did do a reading at my other brother's wedding and i was told i did a very good job i think that people were surprised that as a teenager i you know could read (laughs) (laughs) i i guess i had a presence i don't know i i read a shakespearean sonnet cool i was in the shakespeare club so that was all you know familiar territory to me Yeah, vice president, a, no big deal. How you rebel, you rebelled. Shakespeare. <laughs> <laughs> I was sneaking out of the house and stuff too, but yeah, there was also <laughs> just to read some sonnets in the dark. <laughs> so, um, uh, leading up to the reading, because I always think about people that when they have to give speeches at a wedding or do a reading, that up until the moment you do it, you're not really enjoying the ceremony because you're so nervous about your performance. Do you remember like being kind of like, and then after it was over, it was like, oh, I can finally enjoy myself. 
I do remember that a bit. There was another wedding that I was in where I was a bridesmaid and I gave a toast at the wedding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this was more recently. This was, I was in my mid to late 20s at the time. And I knew that the groom's parents, especially his mother, were pretty eccentric. So I was kind of hoping. I heard that I was scheduled last mm-hmm. of all the toasts. Whoa, okay. headliner. Wow, which yeah. I was not happy about that order you know like you have a lot of expectations to fulfill at that point and it was a really close friend of mine so there's a lot of pressure to try to distill that friendship into this one toast and it was a pretty big wedding pretty big crowd so I remember on the day being a little bit surprised that I did definitely have some nerves going but I was hoping that one of the toasts before me would go down in flames so that then (laughs) I I could step in she was hoping you know, it, t- it would take the pressure off. <laughs> but then when we got to the toast where I thought that, oh, maybe one of these is going to go awry. Wait, are you looking at the list and being like, this person's going to fuck up? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you have a person in mind in the group? Yes. You're like, this person, yes. <laughs> nice. Yes, I did. And? I had one that I thought for sure was going to be a pretty bizarre <laughs> toast. And then there was another that I was like, that one, maybe. <laughs> but I was totally wrong. The one that I thought might go down in flames was a absolutely wonderful, eloquent, heartfelt toast. That you were bitch. like, oh shit. And I'm sitting in my chair being like, fuck. <laughs> and then the other one that I thought was maybe going to be a hit or miss was also fantastic. So oh. funny. And I was like, oh fuck. Oh the nerves well, start going. But when I got to my toast, total nerves, I did make the mother of the bride cry happy tears so i figured that was i figured that was a win i was like okay i must have done a pretty good job you did good yeah i made her cry (laughs) but i did enjoy the wedding substantially more after after my toast because you're like you can't you got to make sure you stay sober well you wanted to have a little bit of a drink just to take the edge off sure but not too much yeah you don't want to get sloppy and you're just like in the back of your mind thinking about it. Yeah, but you're still like editing that speech up until like the very moment that you yeah. say it. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I, I had a speech on my iPhone that I just edited. I kept going, nope, 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 nope. And yeah. then finally it was like, all right, it's your turn. Gotta go. I did take the time to memorize my notes. I took my notes yeah. up there with me, Yes, but I think that I didn't actually reference them while I was giving the toast, which I was... Yeah, when I gave a toast, I had it memorized as well. And speaking of editing, my delightful husband, who likes to edit things and doesn't do it in a way that is, I don't want to say unkind, he's he's just very tactful. He's like, that sucks. That doesn't work. This is okay. Change the ending. And you're like, cool, cool, cool. We're leaving in 15 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you were like being in a hotel room like about to put the dress just like sweating and being like Fuck. <laughs> but he was right he had good, good notes he's good at it but there's an art to knowing when the right moment to give those good notes because he kept is. changing his mind about what he liked about it and what he did like every edit oh. brought out new thoughts guys no you gotta no. stick with it i know it's okay it, it turned out well i mean there were no happy tears i didn't like kill it like bring you down did, the house yeah 
So I guess maybe I didn't actually answer your question, though, about how many times I've been a bridesmaid. Was yeah. that right? Yeah. How dare you? <laughs> I know. I'm already being, I'm already being evasive. I'm You're such on watch. a terrible, terrible guest. <laughs> um, I think I've been a bridesmaid around half a dozen times, but then I've also been like unofficially a bridesmaid a couple times, which I think is kind of cool. What does that mean exactly? That sounds annoying. No, no. I'm actually into it. I'm into it. I feel like it's become a little bit more of a trend these days. It's one that I might do myself. So does this mean that there are there is no bridal party? Or does it mean that you didn't make the cut? There wasn't a bridal party. Oh, okay. That's, okay. that's chill. Yes. I've been that as well, and that's totally fine. So there wasn't a bridal party, but like for one of my friends... She has one sibling, her sister. So her sister was maid of honor, but then there Mm -hmm. wasn't a bridal party beyond that. But I helped organize her bachelorette party with another friend of hers. And there was a group of like 10 or so of us that went on the bachelorette party. And then the night before the wedding, we all had like a big sleepover and hung out and were kind of around when she was getting ready and everything. So that kind of felt like we were bridesmaids. We gave a toast, all of that kind of thing, but we weren't officially bridesmaids. We didn't have to wear a specific dress or walk down an aisle. So it's all the fun without the responsibility. Yeah, kind of. I mean, it was pretty fun. And there was another wedding that I went to where we had a couple nights before the wedding, we had kind of a bachelorette girls' night out. That we all went to yoga, got our nails done, went to dinner, like had some drinks. It was fun. This sounds great. Can you invite me next time you do this? That sounds fantastic. This one was great because then the next day it was an Indian wedding. So then we had a henna party that we all went to the next day. And then as they were going in for the wedding, there was a processional. So we got to like stand on the side and like hold candles like as the bride and everybody's walking in. So we felt like we were kind of a bridal party but it didn't have like the official bridesmaid stamp to it yeah but I actually think that's kind of nice like I'm to be honest I think maybe I'm a little bit over the trend of having all the matching dresses like I like that people are branching out more into like wear this color or wear whatever that kind of thing so you're Mm. kind of bleeding into our next question yeah you are which is so what what's your personal status when it comes to, to weddings? Like my marital status? Yeah. Have you had your own <laughs> personal wedding yet? I have not. I am engaged. You're betrothed? I'm I'm betrothed. <laughs> I don't really like the word fiance, but for a while when I first got engaged, I kept on saying boyfriend because I just feel like I think that fiance is actually kind of an outdated word. I think that we need a new well, it's word. Not English. It's not English. <laughs> and I just feel That's like sometimes reason. when so I fancy. say something it's like, oh, my fiance. Like, with the I hair want flip. you to You guys know. missed it. Yeah, the you guys can't see that. the hair yeah. flip. But it's like, <laughs> I want you to know that I'm taken. And it's like, no, I'm just fiance. trying to tell you of like my life partner, my boyfriend, my. Yeah, that's know. the title that he has currently. And it's such a temporary exactly. title. Yeah, exactly. Well, um, our friend Adam, who was on the podcast, is also currently betrothed. And he was talking about his fiance. And Adam is um, uh, 
uh, one, uh, his, his job is he helps teach people accents. So either dialect. a dialect okay. coach to either teach people to minimize their accent for helping them to have like a stronger English accent or American accent for like becoming a teacher or a doctor. Uh, or it works on sets to help actors have the specific dialect. So he was talking about how should he be pronouncing fiance or fiance and we were trying to figure out which one sounded less like bitchy gotcha (laughs) so fiance i say fiance right like now you're thinking it obviously yeah but fiance i don't say fiance right because that sounds bitchy yes right (laughs) you're trying to find the the one that sounds as less like ridiculous as possible yes but i also think it's a little bit confusing i know that some people have taken to calling their significant other their partner Mm -hmm. but that can sometimes be confusing because if you're meeting somebody in a professional context it's like oh like your business partner or like your life partner or yeah do you want to use life partner just no, to... I don't know. That's it's that's... weird. I wish we could. Uh, yeah, I feel like at this point you're right. We should have. We should start, guys. We should start throwing out ideas. Word. There for... needs to be a new word. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. It doesn't make sense. I think that Beyonce. it's out of date. Beyonce. Because like I know it? I'm not the only person who feels this way. No, no it, it is. It, it is weird because you're going boyfriend, 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 and you know usually not usually, but depending on boyfriend to long... boyfriend to boyfriend, Pam. <laughs> No, but then, you know, it is a short amount of time that you're saying fiance and then the husband. And each one is like, I I remember when he, you know, was finally my husband. I had a hard time. I'm like, wait, what are you? You, Jeff. Yes. And then, you know. Hey, you. Get over here. (laughs) Lift this thing. Um, So I purposely, when we were thinking about guests for this podcast, you did come up. Because you have told me the story of how you got engaged. Yes, because I saw you right like, after. I was going to say, it was very recently mm-hmm. after that happened is when we, we met up. And Pam knows nothing. I don't. Okay. And obviously, our audience knows nothing. And this is not a really cool like lead into the story, but I'm like, fuck it. Okay. Tell us the fucking story. Yeah. So my boyfriend at the time His and I... Is- whose name is Jake. Okay, go. Because I know it's going to pop up, so it doesn't confuse people. Um, Jake and I were planning a trip to Europe. Uh, Jake hadn't been before, so we were like, we should just go and travel around. And what's funny is that a few, a number of people actually who don't know me super well, before we went on the trip, were like, oh, you're going with your boyfriend to Europe for three weeks. Are, is he going to propose? And these were like, like, like my know. physical therapist, like asked me this. I had a <laughs> knee injury at the time and he was like helping me do like PT oh, exercises. Was a dude? It was a gay guy. <laughs> this beautiful, like really cut gay guy was my physical therapist for my <laughs> knee. And he was like, oh, like you've been with your boyfriend for a little bit. You think he's going to propose in Europe? And I was like, it's a really personal question. And no, I don't think that he's going to. And... We had talked pretty extensively about our relationship and about when we might get married. And we were already talking about getting married, but we were talking about getting married a little bit farther 
off. So I didn't want to get it stuck in my head of like, oh, we're going to Europe, we're going to France, and he's going to propose, and then be on this wonderful trip in Europe, and then potentially be disappointed if he doesn't propose. Sure. Definitely. You know? Yep. So... I had it very much in my head that I was like, no, like we've talked about it. He's not going to propose. And then when we were planning our trip to France, we went to a few different places, but it included France. And a friend of mine had very wisely given me the advice when I told her our little itinerary, which was like, you should factor in some time to not be in a major city. Like you should go to the countryside somewhere in Europe because it's so beautiful out in the countryside. Mm -hmm. And so we decided to go out to the Loire Valley outside of Paris. And they have all of these amazing chateaus that people used to live in, but now they don't really know what to do with them anymore. So a lot of them have been converted into bed and breakfast, Mm -hmm. which are surprisingly affordable. So I was looking at different like bed and breakfast in the Loire Valley. And I was like, found this one place that just looked like it was straight out of a fairy tale. Like I just went head over heels for this place. And we get to France. We go to this place. It looks exactly like I thought that it would look. And we have breakfast with some other touring couple who's giving us their travel advice of like oh have you gone to this chateau Mm -hmm. you got to go to this chateau from 12 to 2 because there's morning (laughs) tour buses and then there's afternoon tour buses Ah. but if you go between 12 and 2 you'll have the whole place yourself it'll be awesome the inside scoop exactly so the director and me takes over and I'm like (laughs) all right we got a plan. We're going to go to this chateau from 12 to 2. Then we're going to go to this other chateau. And Jake, meanwhile, is much more easygoing than I was. I am. It's still a present thing. Yes. It's good. We balance each other's energies out. I'm much more of the, the planner. Yeah. And he's mm-hmm. more go with the flow. Um, and so when we get to this chateau, he's like, oh, well, let's go take a walk around the grounds on this beautiful chateau. And I'm like, no, we don't have time for that. Like, we got to go to this chateau when the, to this other chateau when the tour buses aren't there. Like, we don't have time. He was like, I haven't asked for really anything while we've been on this trip. Like, I want to go on a walk around the grounds of this chateau. (laughs) And I was a total brat about it. Like, practically, like, stomping my feet as we, like, walk up the hill for this little, like, okay. (laughs) Dumbest walk ever. We go up to the top of the hill, and there's this beautiful view looking out over the chateau, looking out over the Loire Valley, and I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, that's okay. There happens to be a bench up there, so we sit down on the bench, I'm like, okay, this is nice. Can we go now? And he was like, no, no, let's like let's enjoy the moment. And I was like, okay. And he was like, are you present right now? Are you here? You know, this is such a wonderful thing to be on vacation together. We're in France. Like, are you like, high? <laughs> he just was encouraging me to like live in the moment, yeah. you know, to be yeah. present. And I, meanwhile, was like, yeah, yeah, I'm present. Can we go now? <laughs> Totes present. <laughs> totally present. Come on, let's go. We got to miss those tour buses. And then he drops down on a one knee. And I, in my head, I was like, girl, you better be present right now. Because <laughs> this is happening. Fuck the tour buses. Fuck that other chateau. Yeah. <laughs> this is happening. It was really beautiful. Mm. It was the perfect 
fairy tale proposal. How did he know that area? Well, so he had already decided that he wanted to propose while we were on that trip. Uh And he didn't know. He had a few thoughts of where exactly he was going to do it. But when I found this bed and breakfast that I flipped out over when we were planning it, he was like, you actually made it really easy for me to decide of like, okay, that's where that's where I'll do it. Um, But the poor guy, a few hours after he proposed and we went out for lunch, he suddenly was like, I don't really feel so good. Oh, no. And ended up coming down with quite a cold that I think his body knew, like, okay, I got to keep really, it together. Yeah. I got to keep it together. And then once he proposed and everything was great, his body was like, okay, now really, it's we're done. Yeah. shut down mode. The other funny part of the story, though, was that so he, uh, he proposed with his great-grandmother's ring that he brought with him on the trip. Gosh, there's a few different parts of the story now that I'm thinking about it. But I'll stick with this one. So um, we went through the airport in Portugal. And as we're going through the security, Jake, like I said, very easygoing guy, very chill, doesn't really like flying so much. Like just one of those weird things. He doesn't really like to fly. Mm -hmm. And so we're going through security. His bag gets flagged. And they're like going through his bag. And he turns to me and he's like, why don't you just meet me at the gate? And I was like, I'm going to wait with you. Like, I'm not going to leave you at the security (laughs) checkpoint in the airport in Lisbon. Like, I'll just wait while they search your bag. And he's like, okay. I'm like, wow, I guess he's really (laughs) nervous about this flight or something. Like, he's acting kind of weird. Meanwhile, the woman searching his bag is like pulling out (gasps) the box that has the ring in it. Oh, no. And I'm standing like, you know, a foot away from him. And he turns to the security woman and is like, please don't. There's a ring in there. Like, please don't open it. Trying to say it quietly so that I Mm -hmm. wouldn't hear. And she must have understood him because she put it back in. And then as we walked away, she was like laughing to the other security guard. But Jake said he had a moment where he was like, well, I had I was thinking that maybe you know, early morning flight out of Lisbon. I'm going to propose by security, security. In, yeah. in the airport, which I honestly would have been fine with. I would have been totally surprised. Um, <laughs> but he wouldn't have been Aww. fine with it because he had his plan, you yeah. know? And at that point, you want to execute He's going to go on that your dumb plan. walk. No. <laughs> I feel like a lot of engagement stories, though, involve the bride to be being kind of bratty. I feel like this is a bit of a theme of like sometimes it's like, oh, let's go watch the sunset. And it's like, why? We can go do this other thing. Like we never just sit and watch the sunset. (laughs) So true. So we've talked about the proposal. And now what are the details going on with the actual wedding planning? Our wedding planning is pretty much non-existent at the moment. Okay. Which I'm super happy about. Well, it makes sense because you said during the um, the story you were telling about getting engaged that you weren't expecting, like you guys had talked about getting married, but it wasn't but like further you down. Were... Exactly. Right. So this kind of makes sense. Exactly. So it was the right moment and it was a beautiful setting to have the proposal and it was the right moment in our relationship to make that commitment to one another, but it wasn't the right moment for us to actually plan a wedding. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because that's a big, it's a time commitment. 
It's a time commitment, and I've been working on... Sorry. Put the dog out. She's been chilling in here with us, but now she's decided... I guess she wanted to hear the proposal story, but she does not want to hear about now wedding she's planning. Over it. She's, she's like, it. oh, the real life logistics? No, thank you. News. Sorry. Continue. Just the, just the fairy tale chateau in France yeah. part very of the story. Superficial. Um, but yeah, it was right after he proposed, really... Um, Jake was like, you know, we don't have to have the wedding right away. We can wait for however long you want. So we immediately told all of our friends and family after we got engaged of we're engaged. We're super happy to be together and have this commitment to each other. We are not going to have the wedding for a while. So like two, three years. So you messaged that early. Yeah, we tried to really tell people right away of like, don't ask us about the save the date. Don't ask us about all the details. Um, both of us work in film and I've been working on making my first feature and I'm working freelance. So I just knew that it wasn't the right time for me to divert my time and money into having a wedding. And then emotionally exhausting. It's like a lot of work. It's a whole thing. Um, and then maybe after the wedding be like, oh, I wish I had a little bit of money to help with this thing and post. So, um, so yeah, so we've already been engaged for two years. It's been great. Um, we still, we've talked a lot about like what exactly we want to do with our wedding. I actually think that over that time period, my thoughts about what I want to do for my own wedding as I've gone to other people's weddings, gotten a little Mm -hmm. bit older, have started to adjust. Um, So I'm actually kind of happy that we didn't just jump headlong into it right away. Yeah. Um, Because I think that I would have been a bit more like, oh, I want the big fairy tale wedding. And now I think that I've gone to enough weddings and I'm like, "Eh, I mean, I'm happy to have a bit more of a smaller thing. But... It is such a great excuse to just get your like friends and family together that I do want to have a party, but I'm figuring out what exact form I want that to take. But I do think that that's kind of a modern trend of people trying to figure out like, okay, so there are all these traditions of what they generally do at the wedding, but how do we work that into our actual life that involves trade-offs and realities of... Well, you can pick and choose what traditions you want to follow. Yeah, exactly. Like you were talking about um, with the bridesmaid stresses, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're kind of like... Or eh. bridesmaids in general. Yeah. Or yeah, no. that yeah. I kind of like the trend of having like an official bridesmaids. That's yeah. something that I may potentially do. But honestly, it's been really great to have... I feel like a lot of people don't have this period of being able to enjoy all of the wonderfulness that comes along with being engaged without having to deal with a wedding. The, the actual wedding planning. Yeah. So that's been great. <laughs> I feel like I'm soaking <laughs> that up. Uh, but I will eventually um, get to a point of like, okay, let's actually make this thing Do happen. you get any pressure from family or any friends or anything? Do people after a while just, they, they get you and it's not weird? People have been people have been pretty great. I mean, I've definitely gotten a few people just being a little bit like surprised or confused, not in a judgy way, but just like Is it your your physical therapist was he? <laughs> no, but I did. I did have lunch with an ex boyfriend of mine 
who I told him that I he already knew that I was engaged and he was like oh when are you having the wedding and I was like oh we're not we're not actually gonna have the wedding for a while and he was like what's the point of being engaged then Ew. Oh, right. Like this one, we're not together. I was like, because we've like committed to spending the rest of our lives together. I think you're bringing up some of your own baggage and asking this question. So I really want to follow up. So the physical therapist, was he excited to know that you got engaged? <laughs> that he was right. Um, yeah, I don't really specifically remember what his reaction was. I mean, I think that I told him about you it. You just had the but... laundry list of people that knew this was happening. You're like, damn it, they were right it too. It was just funny that it was all these people who didn't really know that much about my life and then somehow ended up being right. But they know like, about life. I guess so, yeah. I guess but the I long trip to like, Europe was once, the giveaway. Once in a lifetime, you're in... Europe. It's true. It's yeah. true. Because yeah. that was that's my engagement story as and well. That's Brian's Is engagement it? story. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Got married in France and Did same not thing. Know. I had the no- two of us had a conversation before she left, and we both were like, "This isn't happening." No. no. Not oh, not that's so funny. I didn't know that. Yep. And then uh, and I called her from France, and my words instead of "I'm engaged" were "We were wrong," and she knew exactly. <laughs> she knew exactly what I was talking about. <laughs> We don't like being wrong, except for this time. <laughs> I did think it was pretty funny. Brooke and I have a mutual friend, Brittany. Yeah. And when I got back from my trip, I was like, hey, Brittany, like, what's your schedule like? I want to come over and tell you about my trip. Wanted to save the surprise of actually telling her about the proposal. Sure. She is a pretty enthusiastic personality. She gets my email as she's boarding a flight with her husband and starts screaming in excitement, like in front of the whole plane. She's like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. She's like, Lauren got engaged. That's why she's like emailing me to like say, like, let's find a time to meet up. And her husband was like, hold on, you don't even know that she got engaged. <laughs> and meanwhile, she's like, was it in the Loire Valley? Was that where it happened? <gasps> like, she totally called it. That's pretty funny. <laughs> so That's by the amazing. time she actually came over, she was like, okay, so, all right, l- tell me all the Show details. me the rock. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so now that we've learned all about your yes. history of weddings, I feel mm-hmm. like you're very qualified to add some judgment into other people's weddings. Sure, I mean, I, I think maybe I'm in the perfect place for judgment because I haven't actually had my own wedding yet. I feel like then I'll have more sympathy after I go through my own wedding. But before doing that, it's all sorts of judgment. You're ready to be judgy. Else. All right. She's and ready to be judgy. judgy. And going to a lot of weddings is helpful in figuring out what you like, what it's you true. don't Definitely. like. Yeah. It's been good. You're in the studying phase. I like it. Yeah. Um, okay. So we're going to dive on into our confessionals slash advice. Um, who is going first? Is it you, Pammy? Me. And it is a confessional? It's a confessional. Do it, girl. Dear wedding confessionals, As a gift for my sister's wedding, I went around during the reception with a video camera and got everyone to say congratulations and give their best wishes to the new couple. I was so excited to put it all together, but to my horror and disappointment, when I looked at the footage, I realized I never turned on the mic. Epic fail. It wouldn't be so bad if it weren't for the fact that I did this at her graduation too. From Oops, I Did It Again. Aww. Come on. I feel bad for her. 
hold up, guys. Let's be real. No one in the family is expecting this footage to be <laughs> any good. It's That's true. true. I, I mean, mean, I think that if if you didn't hire a professional, you really have no grounds to be upset when it's not what you wanted it to be. First of all, I think, first of all, shout out to her. I, I, I'm opening by making fun of her, and that's not very nice. I will say, the fact that she took as much effort as she did to do the video throughout the wedding and reception, I think, is very sweet. Totally. And also, like, you still have good footage of people dancing. You can put it over music. You can yeah. add subtitles. Yeah. I think it'd be okay. Yeah, you could still salvage some yeah. of it. If she got, I think you could totally put it over music. If she got really motivated, you could actually like get people to record some like voiceover that could be kind of funny. You could acknowledge of like I, love that I you think, think that... that this girl has the capabilities. Homegirl, what if this is a brother? Mike, what if this is a brother? Because I, oh, I mean, it's it a... A... I don't I don't know, but it says oh, it's a gift for my sister's wedding. You said sister's wedding. My brain, I went like the girl is a sister. You're right. Could be a dude. Um. I'm just brainstorming. I don't actually expect her to do that. Please send this footage to Lauren. She will help you edit it and sync it. And we'll do some voiceovers. <laughs> but I think you could put it over music. Or I also think, like, she wasn't a professional. No. You can't expect this. No. No. I promise. I just feel like this it's is... It's very well-intentioned. I feel like this is, like, you know... Your, your sister, Monica, is like, I'll do the video. And you're like, cool, cool. Thanks, Monica. And everyone just kind of rolls their eyes and just like Monica spends the whole night running around like a doofus. And no one's expecting to use this stuff. <laughs> if Monica already fucked up the graduation, people have learned. You'd hope. They should have. Yeah. And that being said, graduations are kind of the snoozes. Am I terrible for saying that? Those long speeches. <laughs> Lots of walking. I kind of zone out. I'm terrible. I mean, education's a good thing. But, but clearly they didn't learn the second time around to like double check that mic. Like, come on. Yeah, somebody come should on. have helped her out. It shouldn't all be on her. <laughs> I like this, though. I like the moment that she realized that it didn't work and was like, oh, no. <laughs> I Thanks for saying this. And that was really good, though. Epic fail. My, my heart really goes out to her. I could feel her. Clearly, uh, this is the thing. I don't, I think that we're all saying is that the footage is salvageable. Just because there isn't audio doesn't mean that you can't have a great video from this. Yes. yes. Music, voiceover, some fun captions underneath. You're good, yeah, right? Totally. Montage. Make it work. Montage. Mm-hmm. That, I mean, yes. it's all dancing anyway. Spiral. I yeah. movie that shit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she's all over <laughs> it. So send it to Lauren and she will help you edit it. And yeah, for free. For free. For free. Yep. Oh, yep. you heard it here. <laughs> yeah, I'll definitely be true to my word on that one. <laughs> okay, up next is an advice and it's me. Um, we're zipping through these. Yeah. Zip, zip. Um, dear wedding confessionals, I'm from the South. Oh, hey, me too, guys. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I'm from the South and I really want to have a Steel Magnolias themed wedding. My sister thinks it's a terrible idea and calls it my Pepto-Bismol wedding idea. I know it's my wedding, but I also don't want 90% of the people to miss the point of the theme. I mean, there's more to it than just everything being pink. Do I just scratch this idea or just go with it from blush and bashful? Okay. Hold up. Theme weddings keep coming up on this podcast. I love a good theme. Theme weddings are now a theme. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing. 
I think she should go with it. I love it. <laughs> yes. Okay. Can I just throw out here? Party pooper. Don't love this idea. Why? Okay. I'm not pushing back as you two. Okay. First of all, state your cases. Go. Pamela. No. You're the one that said you that you didn't like it. All right. I'm going to tell you guys something. At no point has the bride or groom that she is marrying been brought up in this conversation. She's just having this conversation with her sister. There's True. another person involved in this wedding. And they're completely being ignored. Yeah, but maybe her partner doesn't really care. I mean, there's often in wedding planning one person who's far more active in planning the wedding and the other person's a bit more go with the flow. He gets an armadillo cake for his groom's cake. I was about to say, she needs to at least have a bleeding armadillo cake. Yes. Okay, guys. Still saying no. Raise your hand at this table if you had a bleeding armadillo cake at your wedding. Boom, it's me. You did? I had one. You did? (laughs) I didn't know this this about you. This is what happened. I really wanted one because I thought they were hilarious and gross. I convinced my husband that they were a Southern tradition and that we had to do (laughs) it. not it's just so what did people think of your bleeding armadillo cake let me tell you my family from the south and basically all my movie loving gays were like fuck yes they were doing (laughs) speeches with it they were like amazing yes and then the thing is we only we ate it from the butt because it's a nice piece of ass (laughs) my friend adam on the podcast before he's the one that gave that speech um but we kept eating from the butt so then actually at brunch was like the top half like the carcass like the head and the front arms and the carcass <laughs> that must have looked pretty sad i mean mortimer had seen better days i named him <laughs> oh my goodness but Perfect he was just name. like at the brunch just like hanging with us i have picture. i'll put a picture up it's pretty fun it was beautiful so wait you almost had a steel magma magnolias themed wedding okay. you know what having an armadillo cake is not a steel magnolias themed first of all okay what else is involved it's the pink she likes pink clearly she likes pink you could have big hair the end of the movie pam (laughs) do you remember what happens at the end of steel magnolia yeah i was gonna say that maybe you don't want to have like a funeral part of the wedding (laughs) like instead of a song does your friend get up and like reenact show me drink your juice like she's like passing out oh my gosh we don't have to go that we're not reenacting the dies yes that's not at the wedding she's reenacting the wedding part blush and bashful well, but I Mahito, that I... no not my what what's the minty what what's the minty drink mint juleps yes mint juleps <laughs> come on okay but now you're just having a southern wedding like maybe you need to take out the word steel magnolias and just have a southern wedding you're already in the south you're just having a fucking wedding is she having an 80s wedding? Is that the style? What is she doing? I mean, doing? you could have big hair. You could have like a beauty salon theme to the wedding. Are you seriously <laughs> telling me this right now? It would be unique. <laughs> okay. So real talk. Because we've been going around in circles. Our advice for the person who is fighting with her sister about having a Steel Magnolias themed wedding Yes. So crazy. You know what? If you're kitsch and you want to have fun with it and the significant other is on board, sure, you've changed my mind. 
Sure. I mean, <laughs> I I feel like I should include in the conversation that the first play that I ever directed in high school was Steel Magnolias. <gasps> yes. So it has a very soft spot Did in my heart. Did you send in this? advice <laughs> i've actually been i've been putting off having my actual wedding because i've been thinking about whether or not to go with the steel magnolias theme um but i think that you could also make an argument that it's a movie about life and all that that entails it's about sure. having friendship through the good happy moments and also through the darker times of life I don't know how this works. Yeah, go for it. I don't, I do think that you make a valid point of I don't know, beyond the bleeding armadillo cake, yeah. I don't know how you're necessarily going to make it clear yeah, it's, that it's a it's, steel magnolias theme and not just a southern 80s theme. Yeah. And, and also keep in mind that you can find elements of things that you like and you can know what the theme is and you can kind of like play with it. But that doesn't mean you have to, like, hit people over the head with it like it's a damn costume party. Yeah. Oh, it could be a costume party. Jesus Christ, man. But you could have, you know, you could have some, if magnolias are in season, maybe you have some flowers. Maybe Mm -hmm. you have the cake. Maybe you have your own version of an homage. But it doesn't have to, I I see what you're saying. It doesn't have to be a full-on theme wedding. Yeah. Do a couple things. Yes. Make sure your significant other is on board. Totally. Yes. And I don't think your sister's being mean for having the same attitude that I do, which is like, really? I also don't know what exactly she's, I mean, how far is she talking about going with the pink and the poof and... But even, I remember from the movie, and I don't know about your production, you'll have to keep me uh, posted, but... I mean, the blush and bashful is like a joke they make in it, but it's not like when you saw footage of the, you know, the wedding or like the reception afterwards that you felt like it was just too much pink. I say just go with like some fun dresses, have the cake. Yeah. I say go with it. All the way. Yeah. Please invite Pam to this wedding. Yes. She's very I'm into ca- it. I'm in. I mean, also, who cares what your sister Lauren thinks? Lauren will direct. Like, just, yeah, just go with it. And I'll hang at the back with your sister. We'll Be judging. Have a couple of drinks. <laughs> <laughs> you got to have that person at the wedding, too. Yeah, it's always a couple. <laughs> okay, so we're done. Um, sorry. I, but, but honestly, have fun at your wedding. Yes. Yes, have Do fun. It. Don't yes. fight with your sister as much. Everybody get on the same page. Okay, so we have another, ooh, another advice. <clears throat> okay, this is, uh, Lauren's going to do this one. Yeah, All right. Okay, do it. Dear Wedding Confessionals, I'm stressing out over finding the, the perfect wedding dress. And now I'm seeing a trend where brides are wearing several dresses throughout their wedding day. Now I have to find three perfect dresses. The ceremony dress, the reception dress, and the after party dress. This is also not including the rehearsal dinner dress. When did this because when did this become a thing and can I skip it? From wedding dress stress times 3. She sounds very stressed. She, yeah. There's a lot of exclamation points in this. Mm-hmm. She is stressed. Lots of question marks, lots of exclamation marks. But this is a thing. I'm seeing this, you know, this thing that people change dresses. It's true. She is acknowledging an actual trend that's happening. I think it's fun. 
I think it's fun if you're into it. Yeah. If you like it, I think it's fun. If you don't, don't do it. Because I know that I know somebody else who got married and she loved her wedding dress so much. She said it was actually quite comfortable, but she was like, I would wear my wedding dress every day if that was socially acceptable. So she didn't want to change out of her dress. But I know other brides who like their dress or maybe even love their dress, but then also wanted to dance and be comfortable and wanted to change into something much more simple or somebody else who gets excited about the prospect of like having a different look. I think it's really up to you. I don't think that there's an expectation to have these different dresses. Yeah, but these girls are spending, you're spending a lot of money on that now ceremony dress where you went from wearing an expensive dress for six hours and now you're wearing it for two? Totally. Like, that's crazy to me. That's crazy. I blame, I blame Kim Kardashian for this trend. Oh. Did she do that? She started? Yeah, she had like numerous dresses and looks. I, I think that the actual ceremony ceremony dress i could see how that could be uncomfortable i i've definitely been to a couple weddings where there's a change between the ceremony and the reception dress mm-hmm. i personally had um uh, a different colored sash for my ceremony than my reception i switched oh, okay. from a white sash to a red sash for the and that was my big reveal um and i had a red sash at the reception but um i think if you're not Branky the bank and you have the money at and you just fucking love buying dresses and you're just in on this stuff. And this is like so fun. And it's, you know, if, it, that's fine. But I don't think you should feel obligated. Totally. It sounds like that this bride is worried that if she doesn't go in this direction, she's like a loser or she's doing it wrong. And mm-hmm. I don't think that's true at all. Especially if you find a dress you love. Like, do it, girl. I think this also, the idea of switching out dresses works for people that can't seem to make up their mind and they've narrowed it down to two or three dresses and I was like well now I can get all three (laughs) (laughs) yeah I think it all depends on what she wants I mean if I do think that it's pretty insane that women spend on average so much money on this dress more than any other item of clothing so you might as well try to get as much wear out of it as you possibly can Unless you're someone that you're going to be super uncomfortable with the dress. Usually when I've seen somebody change, they're in the dress for the photos, for the ceremony, for most of the reception. And then at some point during the reception, they'll slip off and they'll change into something more comfortable for dancing. Yeah. So change your shoes. I don't know. When I was picking out my wedding (laughs) dress. She is not in, guys. (laughs) No, I mean it's fine if that's if that's what works for you. Like I hear what you're saying, Brooke. Is if if that's if that's the way she wants to go or you want to go, then do it. But if it's not your thing, don't stick with the ones. Not that, mandatory. No, and that's what I mean. That's what I did, even though this was years ago that I got married. But I picked a dress that I knew I could dance in. I'm like, mm. this is one that I'm happy with for the ceremony, and it was important to me because I knew I was going to be on that dance floor. So. I, you know, I had that in mind. Go ahead. I have wondered. So my favorite part of weddings is the dance party. Sure. Part of the weddings. Not surprisingly. So I have, I haven't picked out my dress yet, but I have wondered if I would actually want to switch into something else specifically for dancing. We'll see. It depends on what the dress is like, you know, if you can dance in it or if you can't. 
Yeah, that's a good. Can I tell you too that um, uh, I have been to weddings where everyone changes clothes between the ceremony and the reception and wait for it. They wear more casual stuff to the ceremony and then get really dressed up for the reception. Huh. Really? Staten Island. It's a thing. I was going to guess the opposite. I know. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I went to a wedding and that's how everyone came kind of casual to the church for the wedding. But then it showed up because I thought it was weird. because like people that I sort of knew. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, this is like kind of a kind of a casual outfit for the wedding. And then, you know, in between like the ceremony and the reception, you know, like run into them again. And it's like, oh, shit, you look a totally different. You're like all dolled up and like, yeah. But what about the bride and groom? They're in the same stuff the whole time. Gotcha. Yeah. So it's like while they're doing photos and everything. Yeah, other exactly. People and it's not people that are like in the bridal party. It's just like other people. But it was a it really? was a really common thing. Yeah. I want to yeah. follow up with you. I'm going to get more details. It's been years. Yeah. I don't know if it's still a thing. But yeah. Was, and it was not seen as weird at all. Everybody and I was did like, it. Huh. Yeah. I felt out I felt out I felt out of place. I just my just one dress. So how long is the the time between the ceremony and the reception that you have? It was a to couple change? hours. Oh, okay. It was. Yeah. Because there was pictures and then there was the cocktail hour. So anyway. I'm gonna find out. Just, I'm gonna let you go. Yeah. But but to, to, I think that you're right about it. This girl doesn't want to do it. Don't do it. Well, if it's gonna stress you out, then pick the one dress. Yeah. And there's definitely not an expectation to have more than one dress. No. You can absolutely just have one dress that you love and just wear that. I think also if she's gone to a wedding where that happened and everyone was like, ooh, a dress. And everyone's like excited and she's probably like, oh shit, am I supposed to be doing that? But here's the thing. Anytime the bride does anything, everyone loses their mind. That's our jobs as the (laughs) guests. You know what I mean? Like she cuts the cake and we're like, oh my God. But it's like, that's what you're supposed to do. So if you come out in a new dress, of course, and be like, oh my God, I love your dress. Like, I'm not going to be like, meh, you changed clothes. Like, that's normal. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. But I think she's okay. I think you're fine. Pick the one dress. Breathe. Pick the dress you like. And also, like, focus financially on, like, getting the one dress that you like as opposed to getting three dresses that you kind of like. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. a good point. Numbers. Mm-hmm. I like it. Budgeting. <laughs> so, Lauren, that's all of our little stories today. Oh, no. You did so good. Yes. I can talk about weddings all day. I've been to a lot of them. We'll just keep recording. Yeah. <laughs> just keep going. You can always come back. You always come back. Yes. Maybe maybe I can come back with an update when I finally actually start planning Do the wedding. Yeah. Because yes. our friend Adam, who's engaged, is going to be returning as he has more plans as well. So, okay. Yeah. Stay tuned, guys. Chapter two is around Show the corner. Back. I'll keep you posted. Maybe 10 years. Who knows? Yeah, we'll see. You yeah. know, we're we're really not in in any rush, so I like it. <laughs> yeah, I like that no one's pressuring you. It's fucking yeah, awesome. It's good. So, um, uh, at the end of every episode, we like to do a bridal break, which is we give out suggestions for things for brides, but also anyone helping with weddings, brides, grooms, uh, bridesmaids, sisters, family. People working in a flower shop, having to deal with people, anyone dealing with weddings on some fun things to do that have nothing to do with weddings so that you can enjoy your life so that when you come back to working on a wedding, you're a little more Zen, a little more focused, a little more happy. Yes. So these are our bridal breaks. Um, Up first this time is me. So um, my bridal break for this week is the unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, which is the uh, Netflix series that is created by Tina Fey. 
Uh, two seasons have already come out, but season three just came out. So when this is released, it'll be out for a couple weeks, but super funny. It's 30, 30 minute episodes. So it's a good thing to kind of sit down and have a a quick break. Or if you want a good old marathon, just blast through all the episodes at once. Also really fun. So that is my bird of break is the unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Have you seen any of the third season? Yeah, it's funny. You Um, like it? No spoilies, but yes, it's really good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, Pammy. Yeah, uh, your bridal boozy break. What are we drinking? <laughs> well, it was um, really hot today. Uh-huh. Yeah, really hot. And um, when it's really hot, there's pretty much only one thing I want, and that's sangria. Smart girl. And today we are actually sampling a white sangria, which normally I drink red, but wanted to uh, try this out as Lauren is slurping. Yep. Yeah, it's big, We're it, at the end. I'm now just like... <laughs> I drank the whole thing. I'm eating the fruit. Eating the fruit, yes. Um, what, do you remember the name of this one? It's in the other room. I know. We'll put uh, it on the link. We'll it's delicious. It it's really good. Yeah, not too sweet, which... Yeah, you, Sometimes with sangria can be a little bit too sweet, mm-hmm. um, and especially with the white one over the red. But this one was just right, really nice and refreshing. So yeah, when it's hot, sangria. Yeah, I like. Thank it. you, <laughs> <laughs> Lauren. What's your bridal break for this week? So I'm currently working on putting together a movie set in the world of competitive pole dancing. Love it. Yes. So my life is very pole dancing centric mm-hmm. at the moment. And I'm going to recommend to everyone out there, men and women, that if you haven't already, you should go and try out a pole fitness class. Yeah. It's oh. super fun. It's a great workout. You can tap into your more sensual side if you desire, or you can focus more on like the pure acrobatics of it, if that's what does it for you. And it's also, not surprisingly, a great thing to do on a bachelorette party. Yes. That would be fun. That sounds so Mm -hmm. fun. And it's become huge. I mean, no matter where people are listening, all over the US, all over the world, in the Middle East and Russia. It's huge in Australia, huge pole dancing scene. Huh. Um, so wherever you are, just look up a local pole dancing studio and go and check it out. I like that. <laughs> if you're if you're listening from LA where we are, I'd specifically recommend S Factor, which has been featured on Oprah and they've talked about it on the Martha Stewart show and Conan O'Brien. It's like kind of the OG of all pole fitness studios. Mm -hmm. But if you're somewhere that doesn't have an S factor, there's all sorts of awesome studios around. That sounds like fun. Yeah. Is this like an hour class or all the different studios are a little bit different. different. Um, Mostly around an hour class. Yeah. And good for beginners. Totally. Totally. Any studio should have classes that are geared towards beginners. That would be me. I'm asking for me. (laughs) Super fun. Do you wear heels or no heels? It depends on the studio. It depends on the dancer. Um, It's a little bit of a, it's a subject within the pole world. Okay. um, That like competitive dancers, some will specifically compete barefoot Mm -hmm. and some would not want to dance without their 
six inch or higher heels. So that's actually like part of the way that they move within their dance. Um, But there's some people lobbying to make pole dance an Olympic sport. Um, Really? They're figuring out what exactly the judging criteria, how that would all work and everything. And it has been a bit of a thing of some people being like, no, we want to keep the more erotic aspect of pole and having the six excuse me, too much sangria, the (laughs) six inch heels and all of that. And then some people are much more focused on like the Cirque du Soleil style, like acrobatics of it. So wow, it's fascinating. Check out a class or Google some awesome videos. Cool. We will definitely link specifically to the studio you mentioned. Yeah. It sounds like so much fun. That was a fun fun bridal break. Get or just out a there. Saturday night or, you know, out with the girls. Something yeah, fun to let do. off some steam. <laughs> well, thank you, Lauren, for coming on. Thank you for having yeah, me. so fun. Thank you. Um, do you have anything specifically that you want to plug? I know you mentioned the, the film. We'll probably plug it in the future more when it's starting to wrap up. Yeah, we're still pretty early on. But if people are curious finding out more about the movie or competitive pole dancing, you can find me on Twitter. I'm Lauren A. Lilly. L-I-L-L-I-E is my last name. Cool. We'll definitely put that in the notes. Thanks for coming, dude. Thanks for having me. Thanks for the sangria. (laughs) Anytime. (laughs) If you um, don't want to miss a single episode of this podcast, feel free to subscribe on iTunes and also give us a nice little rating. Um, If you have any stories that you want to share or you want to find out more about how to find us on social media, um, all of that and also all of our other episodes of this podcast can be found on our website weddingconfessionals.com and Pammy um, I'll see you next week with uh, another drink hopefully yes okay yeah all right (laughs) see you guys later bye bye special thanks to Andy Schreier for our adorable theme song and to Ramsey Malay and Brian Maylard for their technical support which we desperately needed Want to make sure you don't miss a single episode? Subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud. And make sure to give us a five-star rating, or I guess a four if you're being judgy like us. If you have a crazy story to tell or need some advice, you can reach us by going to our website, weddingconfessionals.com. Or you can email us at weddingconfessionals at gmail.com. Or leave us a voice message at 434-933-2663. That's 434 434- Nine three three two six six three. And as always, we will never reveal the names in order to protect the innocent and the annoyed. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And if you're looking for those links, you can find those and more at our website, which you haven't figured out by now is weddingconfessionals.com. See you guys next time. Bye.